Petrangelo shoots, save, rebound, score! Nicholas Waugh ties it! Rebound goal for Nick Waugh! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. A steal for Colasar, charging out. Colasar, the righty, shoots and scores! Colasar on the breakaway! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your home for access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas, Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Fastest team in NHL history to 300 wins. It's the Vegas Golden Knights. They eclipsed the mark set by the Edmonton Oilers. You think they're crying about that up in Alberta today? I know they are. I know they are. So we're going to dig into this right now because it's fun. The Vegas Golden Knights, obviously a big win last night in Toronto, 6-2 over the Maple Leafs. Chris Chapman, self-appointed, legitimate contender, Toronto Maple Leafs. And not only did the Golden Knights beat Toronto, (laughs) but Chapman, you're a big soccer guy. Yes, yes. What's the aggregate score after two games? Well, Golden Knights won uh, if... It's tied. Is it? No, it was what, 7-3 and then 6-2? Yeah, 7-3, 6-2. Oh, crap, it is, yeah. It's 9-9. Damn, Ryan Reeves had to go and score that goal. I know, I know. So we we go to a penalty shootout then. If we're if we're tied, and if you would if you would have told Golden Knights fans last week after that game on Thursday that not only would Vegas even the score, but they would beat Toronto by a margin that would even up the goal differential, I don't think anyone would have believed you. I think I think the lesson learned here is don't be a Canadian team with a really long winning streak and play the Golden Knights because <laughs> it's not safe. Like Edmonton. 16 in a row, get the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah, Toronto, yeah. seven in a row, get the hell out of here. So that's the beauty of this, right? The Edmonton Oilers were going for history, 17 wins in a row. The Golden Knights beat them. Toronto, I mean, it might as well be history for Toronto. They don't do <laughs> a lot of winning in meaningful Was games. The longest win streak in 20 years? That, it, feels, it feels right. 20, 20 seems low. It feels absolutely right. The Vegas Golden Knights end that win streak with a 6-2 victory over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Austin Matthews doesn't have a point. It was a masterful performance all the way around from the Golden Knights. We're going to dig into that in our game ratings in hour number two. But in so doing, the Golden Knights won their 300th game. And they did it in just 514 appearances. That's it. 514. And... You might be wondering, okay, well, who who did they just beat? Who did they surpass? The Edmonton Oilers. They did it in 542 games. And so when the NHL's media communications X feed tweeted that out or posted that, I guess is probably the better way to say it, um, I made sure to, to repost it, and I said, don't tell Oilers fans. And immediately, context matters. There were ties back then. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I, I don't like listen, so many times we're told that we have to provide context in these moments. Like you have to provide the context that Alex Petrangelo slashed 
Leon Dreisaitl, and then Dreisaitl couldn't figure out how to play the rest of the series. No, I don't. You lost. I don't have to provide context. Fastest team to 300 wins in NHL history. That's what it's going to say every single time. I don't care. I don't care about context. There's no context. And to, to take it a step further, because I'm really heated about this, does context matter to any of the Oilers fans? Any of the people that are talking about, in a gross and disgusting way, injuries? Does context matter to them when they're spewing that garbage? No, it doesn't. So until you have that similar viewpoint when it comes to legitimate and serious injuries that other teams are dealing with, I don't have any time for your context when it comes to wins and losses and ties and what really matters when it comes to the early Edmonton Oilers. I don't care. doesn't matter to me. So now that we got that out of the way, if you are a Golden Knights fan, please, I beg you, let an Oilers fan know that the Vegas Golden Knights are now the fastest team in franchise history, in, in NHL history, to 300 wins. It's amazing. It's amazing. And Chapman, this goes into part of the expectations that we deal with on a day-to-day basis. This goes into how much fans of the Vegas Golden Knights can overvalue a win and overvalue a loss in in similar ways because this team, this organization has done so much winning in 7 years. When you have stretches where you lose 3 or 4 in a row, stretches that every single team is going to have over the course of an 82 game season, it feels like the sky is falling. It it's not unheard of or put another way, I understand it. It makes sense to me. But the fact that this team continues to win and win so much, it sets the expectations at a ridiculous clip. And yet, this team continues to meet those expectations or exceed the expectations in relation to last season in winning a Stanley Cup championship. Well, yeah, I mean, that that's that's just what they do, right? Like, when they came into the league, seems like a very long time ago, but six and a half years ago or so, there were no expectations. Mm-hmm. This team set the bar so high in year one yep. that I think a lot of teams would have crumbled under the the weight of the expectations that were placed on this team going into year two. Oh, my God, you're an expansion team, and you and you made the Stanley Cup final in year one. Well, that's not supposed to happen. Well, there's no way you're going to be good again the second year. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Yeah. Sure enough, they were good again the second year, and only an egregious penalty prevented them from winning a playoff series. They've been good every year. Yeah. And, and that's the most amazing thing about this team, is that they have continued to do the things they need to do in order to get better and better and better. Even if it's just by 1% or 2%, that should be celebrated, especially in today's NHL where there are teams that, quite frankly, are perfectly okay being mediocre. That's not the Vegas Golden Knights. And the fact that you can be right now not only an expansion team that won a Stanley Cup six years in, now you are the fastest expansion team, the fastest team ever, in NHL history, the 300 wins. That, that's phenomenal stuff from the Golden Knights. PWHL, 
we're going to get into this in a little bit. They have released their playoff format and their draft selection format. It's amazing. I cannot wait to talk about this, Chapman. We're going to get to that a little bit later on. We've got one-timers as well, but let's get into last night's game, the Vegas Golden Knights, Toronto Maple Leafs. I said on the show Monday, I would not be surprised at all if the Golden Knights go into Toronto and win that game. I said flat out, this is the type of game that the Golden Knights need. It's the type of game that the Golden Knights can get up for. It's an opponent that they want to beat. I would not be surprised if Vegas goes in and beats Toronto and then follows it up with a win in Boston. Wouldn't be surprised. And yet they go out and do more or less exactly what I thought they were going to do. How surprised were you at how they played and the result? Well, I'm not surprised that they played a good game. What, what surprised me was how good of a game that they actually did play. Like, I anticipated a bounce back. Like, look, this team came into your building last week, less than a week ago, and embarrassed you at home. I knew there was going to be a response. I just didn't know if the response would be good enough for them to, not so much that they, that they couldn't respond, mm-hmm. but I just didn't know if they had the right amount of players to be able to respond the way that they did. And you know what? I'm, eat, I'm eating crow today. Mm-hmm. I'm eating crow because I didn't think they would go in there and win that game. And, you know, a lot of guys a lot of guys, shut me up. 702-876-1340. We're not opening the phones. But I do want to give you the opportunity to chime in here on the text line. It's why we have the text line. It's not just for giveaways, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um who impressed you most last night from the Golden Knights perspective? Like, there's no shortage of players to look at. Yeah, I, I think, I think when I when I look at the most impressive players last night, I have to start with Shea Theodore, mm-hmm. who has been an absolute machine since he's come back from from injury. Eight assists in four games, two points a game. Yeah, but I think that one's obvious. I think the not so obvious. I'm gonna give. The entire fourth line. Yeah. Like I thought, I thought, first of all, you you have this combination of Byron Fraze, who let's let's call it what it is. He's he's a bit of a journeyman. Then you have Mason Morelli, who's only played in his fifth NHL game. And then on the other side, you have Sheldon Rempel, who also does not have a ton of experience. And we heard Alex Petrangelo following that game against uh Toronto last week. We heard Bruce Cassidy basically saying there's no excuses. The, the 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 top players need to elevate their game and mm-hmm. that will carry the younger guys with them. Well, I think the younger guys, they elevated their game and in some cases without the top players elevating, they took the onus and they took it upon themselves to be better. Mm-hmm. They were a lot better against Ottawa. I thought Sheldon Rample played a great game against Ottawa and they were clearly much better last night than they were. So I think those players absolutely deserve credit for for the effort and the game that they played last night. They were awarded with a goal. I know Bruce said afterwards that you know he he maybe left them on in a situation where he shouldn't have, mm. and they gave up a goal. But the goal didn't matter because William Carlson responded immediately, and um, the Golden Knights, it, it, like I said, it, it it proved to be an irrelevant goal that that was given up. But I thought those guys, I mean. 
you get the goal from Morelli. Mm-hmm. I thought they played a really good game, and I thought they've played really good the last two nights. Okay, so Steve on the text line again, 702-876-1340. Who impressed you most last night from the Vegas Golden Knights? Um, Steve says Theodore. Sal says Aiden Hill, huge bounce back performance and the entire defense kind of defeats the purpose of picking one player, Sal, but Hey, I'll allow it. Uh, common sense. This is a good one. The Vegas silver Knights fourth line. And I, I want to pause on the, the fourth line for a moment. As you mentioned, you've got Mason Morelli, Sheldon Rempel and Byron phrase for the golden Knights. The fourth line, it has been in flux, not just since the injury to Mark stone. And I think to a degree, we look at it that way, right? We we look at that game as as really kind of where all of the flux started to happen for the Golden Knights, but it wasn't the case. You had Jonas Rombiard playing games until he wasn't. You had Rempel in and out, up and down. Morelli in and out, up and down. You had a rotating cast of characters on your fourth line, really for the better part of February. Mm-hmm. It has been almost a month that the Golden Knights have not been able to find the right combination on a night-to-night basis when it comes to their fourth line. And it got to a point where you had Brett Howden there centering it for a while, and then Brett Howden was moved up to play alongside Stone and Stevenson, and then Howden gets hurt. And now all of a sudden, you do not have a fourth line like the fourth line you rely on night in and night out to win you games, to help you win games. And to me... The comment from Bruce Cassidy last night about his fourth line is telling. He said flat out, this team has always used and relied on a fourth line. Mm -hmm. Then he says, I have always used and relied on a fourth line to win games in this league. That is a belief system. It is an overarching emphasis for Bruce Cassidy in how he constructs teams. You have to be able to roll over four lines. You have to be able to trust it, though. And I think what you're starting to see now is that some things have leveled off in terms of the flux you've had with your roster, with your day-to-day roster. You have four guys, Brendan Brisson being one of them, playing big minutes from the Henderson Silver Knights. You've got a line of guys that have a lot of professional hockey experience, though not at the NHL level playing for you on your fourth line. And I think what you're starting to see now is that they have built some consistency and they've built some cachet with their coach. The more the fourth line goes out there and plays the right way, and the more Bruce Cassidy can trust that they're going to give him the minutes he needs, the better this team's going to be for it. Well, I think one of the identities this franchise has had since day one has been the fourth line. Like, you go back to Gerard Gallant, and this team, when when it was Nosek centering the fourth line, they had an identity. Pete DeBoer used to start the fourth line in a lot of games. Clearly, this is a, a, an identity of this franchise yeah. that the fourth line is valuable, and it doesn't matter who's on it. A lot of teams, you you like, I know fans don't get the lineup cards that we get up in, in, in the press box, but... You know, when you Google or you look at teams and their fourth lines, a lot of them are guys who they they probably don't belong in the league. And you look at this franchise, and I mean, you you could go back to to, to last year, Jake Lecision, mm-hmm. right? He was a fourth line guy. They sent him down. He got picked up on waivers. 
The fourth line has been valuable to this franchise since day one. It's valuable today. They probably don't win a Stanley Cup without that fourth line that they had last year. Mm -hmm. And the way these guys are playing, they run the risk of losing some of them when they have to send them back down to Henderson. Because, I mean, you you can't tell me that Sheldon Rempel is not a player in the NHL. You can't tell me that Mason Morelli, with two goals in five in five games, can't play for a team in the NHL. These guys, while they're borderline NHL players, I think they can play in the league. So I'm with you in that they can play in the league because they proved it last night against one of the best teams in the league in the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, all joking aside, I know it was fun to get on here and, and have some fun at the, the expense of the Leafs. We're not doing our job if we're not doing that. But the fact of the matter is they absolutely can play in this league. You have to instill and build that confidence, and it took some time. Listen, when Mark Stone went out of the lineup, everybody expected, right, wanted there to be this immediate answer from the Golden Knights. It doesn't work that way. Shea Theodore, as you mentioned, has been phenomenal. He's got eight points in four games, all assists. Everything that you've wanted to see from Shea Theodore returning to the lineup has happened, but it's been with a lot of other things going on around, right? Again, players in and out of the lineup. And it takes time to get yourself back into a rhythm and back into that familiarity that you have with your with your line mates or pairs in terms of defense. Is it no surprise to anybody that Nick Haig and Zach Whitecloud are playing better simply because Shea Theodore's back in the fold? Simply because they are put in a position to succeed more by being a third pair than a third pair having to play second pair or even at times top pair minutes. Well, I think we also look at the power play. Power play looks a lot better with Shea Theodore out there too. Mm. So I think his addition to the lineup has helped this team in a lot of different regards and a lot of different ways. And, you know, you, you know, Eichel's out there skating in the, in the red sweater. So his return seems seems imminent when we don't know, but it's obviously getting closer. So that's just going to help the team even more, especially on that power play. But, you know, I don't think we realize what a big loss Shea is because for a lot of the time that he was out, the team played well. And now you you take him and you put him back in the lineup and you're like, yeah, you know what? He is really damn good. Mm-hmm. Like, he is one of the best offensive defensemen in the NHL. And the difference he makes when he's out there, it, it, it's it's huge. Like, there, I know Petrangelo had I, – I would make the case that he may be the MVP of the team right now just with how well he played this season and, and what was asked of him. But, man, the, the Shea Theodore addition, it's like picking up a player at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Because the the jolt it gives your team, especially on the on the blue line, like it, it, it's night and day the way this team looks defensively with him out there. Mm-hmm. But it takes time to get there. Yeah, like like the first two games, yeah, offensively it was mm-hmm. there, but defensively maybe not. That Ottawa game seemed to be a bit of a of a turning point. Like it was a step in the right direction. It, it's I know they only got the one point. Sure. But they played so much better in that game than they had the previous three or four games. You're like, all right, they're starting to get it. And mm-hmm. last night, they they went out and they flexed their muscle, as you mentioned, against one of the better teams in the league in their building, a team that just embarrassed them a couple nights ago. Sure. 
and they proved that, you know what, we're we're not going anywhere. We might be down, but we're getting our asses up off the mat, and you're going to have to hit us a lot harder than you've been because we're not going away. Okay, so Chapman, yes. after the Toronto Maple Leafs beat the Vegas Golden Knights 7-3, you tried to make the argument to me that you believed in the Toronto Maple Leafs, that you believed this team had galvanized around <laughs> the suspension of Morgan Riley, and that due to regular season success, you felt that there might be something different about this Leafs team. Yeah, I want I want to see how they respond to this. Okay. Uh, because they, 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 they did come off the long road trip. Oh, they, now they, you're they, making excuses No, for no, them. I'm just saying. I mean, they, they beat... Look, you beat Vegas and Colorado in back-to-back games. You're 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 due to have a, a, a an off game. I want to see how they respond to to losing to Vegas. Look, if they go back to business as usual, mm-hmm. then it was clearly me me jumping the gun there on them. But if they respond by winning like three or four in a row after this, maybe they are the, a different team. Well, they like they got the Rangers up next. Yeah, well, that's that's a big one. Okay. Um Kelly McGinnis chimes in here on the text line about Shea Theodore, third in the league in points per game for D-men, only behind McCarr and Quinn Hughes. Does that surprise you? No. No, it doesn't. Dude's been amazing. Yeah. Like, even before he got hurt, yeah. you could tell this it was, was, was going to be a special season for it was him. A different season for him. So, when I view last night's game, most impressive for me, fourth line, Shea Theodore. Fourth line, Shea Theodore. And and the reason that I say that is because it plays into the identity that Bruce Cassidy said was missing after the game on Thursday against Toronto. It plays into who the Golden Knights are at its most basic form. They are a great team at defending, and they are a team that will roll four lines. When you have your fourth line standout, hold their own against Austin Matthews. And then you have Shea Theodore go out there and put up three points while killing plays in the defensive zone, being great in all three zones, skating like the wind, breaking pucks out against a pretty aggressive forecheck in the Leafs. It just goes to show you that when this team does play to their identity and they have the cohesion to be able to do it, they can beat anybody. Yeah. Literally anybody. They proved it last night. And, um, you know, I I, I think Rick, Rick, Message just mm-hmm. noticed, picked up what you did, what you mentioned about the fourth line being out there against mm-hmm. yeah. top line, huge, and holding their own. Um, the confidence that must grow when when you are out there against a guy who's going to score seventy five goals, Maybe. and and he hasn't scored in the last two. Well, now we're getting worried. No, no, he'll be fine. You believe in Austin Matthews? I believe in. Listen. If I don't believe in much when it comes to Toronto. I believe in. Austin I think he's going to get seventy-five because I don't think he's. I don't think he's coming out of the lineup. Yeah. Like I think if he goes into that game needing like five goals, he somehow he'll it. find a way to get five. He goals. might. Yeah, it's possible. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, those guys they held their own, mm-hmm. and 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 look, they deserve they deserve a ton of praise. Like they they absolutely earned getting getting praised the way that we're praising them today. I mean, I look, I had never heard of Mason Morelli mm-hmm. before this year. Yeah. I knew he was playing with the Silver Knights. We saw him in the preseason a little bit. I didn't know. I mean, Sheldon Rempel was a guy that if you follow the Silver Knights, you probably know the name. But, like, to think that those guys would make that jump. And, I mean, we saw his first goal in 
uh, New York. Mm-hmm. Then we saw him come back and score a second goal a couple nights later against the Rangers. I mean, this is a kid who who is is making it really hard. And the same with Mason Morelli. These guys, you know, we talked about last week. Take advantage of your opportunities mm. because you don't know when they're going to come. You know, it's funny. I was listening to to I was watching a soccer match today, and Liverpool had to play a bunch of young guys due to injury. A lot of their better players are out, mm-hmm. and the commentator made 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 the case that hey, you know what? You don't want to look back and say you only played one or two games with the big club. Sure. You want to look back and say you played 100 games or 200 games and you had a career. You don't want to come into the league and just be a guy who scored a goal or two and then fade away into the AHL. Mm-hmm. You, want to, you want to make the case that you belong. And I think if you're Mason Morelli, took you a long time to get to, get to this point in your career. Yep. He scored two goals in five games. He's flying charter. He's not riding the bus with Brian McCormick. Sorry, Brian. But... I don't think he wants to go back to that. Lean like, into it. Like, yeah, why would you? And no offense to Brian, we love Brian. No. But if I could fly charter with, you know, Marcia So and those guys playing cards in the back of the plane, and, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there, there's some entertainment involved versus riding the bus to Coachella, I want to be on the plane. So I'm interested when it comes to tomorrow because the template's there. The blueprint is there for the Golden Knights. We're going to dig into, you know, Vegas and Boston a little bit more in hour number two of the VGK Insider Show. I think they can do it again. In fact, I'm at the point right now where I feel like it's more plausible they get the win tomorrow in Boston than not. I just think that this team needed something to feel good about. They got it last night in Toronto, and I think if you can look at that as a game of positive reinforcement, if you can look at that as Bruce Cassidy and say, this is what you can do to good teams, high-scoring teams in this league if you play the right way, and now you've got that on film, you can really lean into it. And I think the Golden Knights are going to. They have to. Well, yeah, and then you have, look, I know... It's not the first time, but Bruce going back to Boston, of sure. course. There's, yeah. there's always going to be... I love beating the Bruins. Yeah, there's always, and, and I'm sure they love beating him. Mm-hmm. This team beat the Bruins earlier in the season. Sure did. So Boston certainly is not going to forget that. Uh, look, I, I, I think it's going to be a really good game. I think it's going to be an entertaining game. It's the last game that uh, Jack Eichel played. Yeah, that's right. Came back in yep. and played won in it, overtime. Won it in overtime. Won in overtime, yeah. yeah. Went right around, uh, what was it, DeBrusque? I don't remember who he... The guy was like a traffic cone. No, I think it was Marshand. Marshand? No, I, I don't. I, whoever it was, he looked like a traffic cone. The way Eichel skated around them, but I, I, it's it's a game that that there's a lot of emotion involved. Mm-hmm. But we saw this team find their game on the road after playing a bad game against the Devils. Yep. And they they came back and they won the next two against pretty good teams. One really good team. In fact, blew the blew the really good team off the ice. I think there may be something about this team being able to just find their game on the road. And I don't know why or what causes that. Maybe it's the camaraderie, you know, a bunch of guys go out to dinner. It doesn't matter. I just I just think that you break up the monotony. Yeah. You yeah. get away. You're you don't have to deal with and and I'm not saying this to to 
you know, take away from from family life or anything like that. But when you go on the road, there are no distractions. It's it's different. You you literally all you have to do is show up to morning skate, get in your nap uninterrupted, and then get ready to go to play. Well, the other thing is there's there's cool stuff involved. Yeah, sure. I mean, they they talked about it at you know multiple times in the broadcast last night about going to the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and not only did they get to go to the Hall of Fame, but they got to go to the Secret parts of the Hall of Fame that well, guys yeah. like you and me can't go to. Yeah, and and they got to see their legacy there already. Yeah, to remind them that they are a really good hockey. And team. if that's not a motivating factor, yeah, you walk in that building and you see you see your jersey, your ring. It reminds you of what it's like that you've done it before and, and you can do it again. Yeah, like like I mean, it w- it was really cool. Like Bruce was talking about. Oh, there's there's our ring. You but, know, it's. But now the it's onus. Awesome. But now the onus is on them to do it. Now and, you got to go and, back and do it again. And last night was a step in the right direction. We'll tell you why. We believe it'll continue tomorrow against the Boston Bruins. But before we go to break, code word of the day: hit the jackpot on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Win two thousand twenty-four dollars a day. Code word is Rebels, like the basketball team, like UNLV Rebels. Rebels, okay? Code word Rebels. Text it to 702-876-1340 to register for your chance to win every day. Rebels, 702-876-1340. We're back with more on the VGK Insider Show. If you missed it, Rebels is the code word of the day in the Hit the Jackpot on Fox Sports Las Vegas contest. Win $2,024 a day by texting the word Rebel to 702-876-1340. We got our digs in at the Toronto Maple Leafs. We're going to talk a little bit of Edmonton Oilers and one-timers. We'll also talk Sidney Crosby, Golden Goal. It's an anniversary. It's one I care not to remember. Yeah, let's let's skip that. Well, <laughs> we got listen, we got to bring some Canada to the program with Millard out. Yeah, maybe I'll just dig up that national anthem. Oh, do you have that? I think I do. Yeah. Okay. Well, you work on that. You look. You look <laughs> for it. Like that should be a drop. You know, exists somewhere, and exactly where it exists. But I digress. I- I'm going to start digging into something that I think is amazing, and we'll get to more VGK talk in hour number two. And by the way, okay. So I know that a lot of people want to know what's going on with Darren Millard. Like, let's be serious here for a minute. Darren has been under the weather. That's, I think that's pretty clear from his, his last appearance on TV. Um, that being said, Darren's getting better. We hope that he'll be with us soon. Uh, probably not this week, but beyond that, we'll see. So uh, just know Darren's getting better. He's doing better. And, um, that's kind of the only update that we have on Darren at the moment. Yeah, I know he misses being here too. Yeah, he does. Um, he he tells us every day. Yeah, so so don't worry, he's okay. You know, he's it's not like he's you know dire. He's he's just dealing with some you know. So send your love, yeah. positive vibes, all that stuff to Darren Millard. He he can certainly use it, and I can tell you flat out, we as we've talked to him here and there, he misses being on this program. He misses talking to all of you. Yeah. He he tells us he tells us all the time he, yeah he he's going crazy that he can't come back to work. I think he misses talking about hockey more than he misses you and me. Probably, 
I, I I think he misses the listeners too. When he gets back, like I'm I'm gonna be able to just take the the, the whole show like that show off. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll just put be him, amazing. We'll put him in my spot. He can just turn the mics on and off, and he can just talk for two hours. <laughs> Hold on, do you trust him to turn the mic on and off? No. Okay. No. But it would be <laughs> it would be fun. He's he's always so disturbed by you. I know. You know he loves me though. I you know honestly. Like genuinely, I believe he does. Yeah, like I mean, I people have told me if you were to put yeah. if you were to put like a list together of people Darren Millard really loves. I think I think I make it. I think you're at the top of that short list. I think he would he would deny it, deny it, deny it. Well, he'll never tell you to your no, face. No, but but people people my sources people close to Darren have yeah, told yeah. me that that he he really does love me. So your sources, my sources, yes, my sauces. Oh boy. My mom makes some great Italian sauces. Yeah. So that's something of an update on on Darren Millard. Send him your your positive vibes. He can Yeah, use tweet them. at him. Yeah. He's not going to answer you. No, but he'll see them. He's not going to reply to you at all. He'll see them. He's he may gonna, give you a like. I don't I I bet you he hasn't been on X. No, it, it's probably depressing. Yeah, to a degree. I would like I, would I mean, cuz I know I know he it's got to be eating him up. Well, like not being on, not being on television, not being able to talk to to you guys. Yeah, you've got you've got Vegas, Boston tomorrow. Like that's a big game. Yeah, and and Ben Wilson's done a good job. Yeah, he's been good. But we miss Darren. I miss Darren. Something I'm, I miss him giving me giving me a hard time. Something to keep in mind. Perhaps Brian McCormick for Friday. Oh if yeah. If we get another strong game from the fourth line. Yeah. Let's let's dig into. Mason Morelli, Byron Fraze, Sheldon Rempel with Brian McCormick. So we'll try to make that happen for Friday, if at all possible. That being said, I want to dig into this. This is amazing. The PWHL, the Professional Women's Hockey League. I thought you were going to say PETA there for a minute. No, 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 no. Okay. Those days are long gone for me. (laughs) Um, The PWHL released their new playoff format or their playoff format for their inaugural season. It's awesome. I mean, amazing. Okay, so here it is in a nutshell. I was a little confused reading the notes, so so I want to hear when you break it down. It's not confusing at all. It's a six-team league. Okay, so there's only six teams. Top four teams in the regular season standings qualify for the playoffs. The first place team will have a 24-hour window to select its opponent in the semifinal. Meaning that the teams that they do not select will then face off against each other in the other semifinal. Make sense? So, like, you're the number one seed. You can pick the second seed, the third seed, or the fourth seed to play in that round. Okay? And then, so say you're the first seed, and you're like, ah, well, of course we're going to pick the four seed. Then two and three will play. And then you'll get the winner of that game or, or or that series. All the series are best of five. And then the higher seeds obviously get home ice advantage. What is what's confusing about? No, that? no, it was it was the next thing when you were talking about the draft position. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that was a we're little. We're not we're not there yet. Okay. We'll get there, but we're not well, there yet. I I will say this, unsurprisingly, mm-hmm. Ottawa, not in the playoffs. <laughs> I'm not looking at <laughs> no, the teams, I know, I know, and, 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 and Toronto, not the number one team either. Yeah, yeah okay. Something's never changed. Men's, women's doesn't matter. But here's here's the point. I like I like the idea. Because you get get to pick your opponents. What what, what I like about it is if right now Montreal is the number one team, let's say they're they're four and zero against Toronto this year. Yeah, yeah. 
but they're two and two against Boston. They may say, you know what, we're gonna play Toronto. And that's gotta that's gotta be insulting to Toronto to being like, you know what, they think so little of us. Mm-hmm. Like I love I, I like the fact that you you create a little bit of of a slap in the face. Like if you if you're that team that Montreal picks, yeah. Like what if you're Minnesota and you're the number two team? They're like, Yeah, we'll get we'll get these guys out of the way first, and then whoever we play in the championship will be easy. So I love it because you get, and it's amazing, you get drama beyond just the games on the ice. If you get your pick of your first-round opponent, you better win. Oh, 100%. You have to win. Yes. Whatever strategy goes into it, however you decide to do it, it doesn't matter. If you are hand-selecting, your opponent in the playoffs in the first round because you are the best team in that league, you have to win. And if you don't win, oh boy. Yeah, like, look like, out. Like you look at the NHL, and right now, if you're the Vancouver Canucks, no, 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 and, hold on. And hold you on. pick the Predators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You absolutely better beat the Predators. Here's here's how you do it in the National Hockey League. You do it by division. Yeah. So it is. Top four teams in division make the playoffs. Okay? So you get rid of the wild card. Top four teams in division make the playoffs. Team that finishes first in the division gets to pick their first round their first round opponent. Within the division. Within the division. So Winnipeg so, could say, we want to play Dallas. Exactly. So Vancouver. Like, let's just say for the sake of argument, it's Vancouver. You're going to pick Vegas, Edmonton, or L.A.? Yeah, good luck. There's no good answer there. <laughs> but could you imagine... What it would be like if you're the Vegas Golden Knights and you you you're the first seed and you pick the Edmonton Oilers as the second seed? Uh, like could you imagine what that would be like? Be amazing. Why are you so pissy, Leon? Hmm? Why are you so pissy? All I'm saying is I love the idea of a team selecting their opponent in the playoffs and all the chaos that can come from that. It's it's yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. It it's in a four-team league, I, I I think it it really because you're you're seeing the same teams. Well, again, I would love to see something like this adopted in the National Hockey League. I'd like to see I'm, it in any sport. I'm I'm a dreamer in that way because I want chaos. I want storylines beyond just the hockey. I want storylines beyond just what happens on the ice. I want there to be something else at stake for a team that is hand-selecting their opponent. And to a degree, that gives you the upper hand. It should anyway. It rewards you for home ice advantage. Yeah. It makes the regular season that much more meaningful. It makes it matter. And here's the other thing, and this is the part that may be confused a little bit. In terms of making the regular season matter, I love what they're doing with with their draft selection. Okay, so it's called the gold plan. And it will assign the first pick to the non-playoff team that accrues the most standings points following its elimination from playoff contention. So there will be two teams that are eliminated from the playoffs. It's, again, it's a six-team league. So you've got four teams make the playoffs, two teams don't. Once those two teams are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, however many points they accrue from that point forward goes into their, it, it, they called it the draft order points column. And whoever has the most points after being eliminated from the playoffs gets to pick first overall. Okay. Now that you explained it, it makes yeah. a lot more sense. I, I I like that. I love it. Because you're, you're, you're not 
you're not rewarding a team for tanking. Sure. You're not re- you're, you're like years ago there was there was the the Andrew Luck when he came out of college at Stanford, he was this great quarterback and there was the suck for luck sweepstakes. Mm-hmm. And basically the Indianapolis Colts went in and tanked the season so they could get Andrew Luck. Well, if you have a system like that in place, you can't go out and intentionally lose games. You can't tank. I I mean, in all the sports where where that matters, I wish the NBA would do that. Sure. Because if if you're the if you're the last team eliminated from the playoffs before they start, you're right there on the doorstep. Imagine what a star player if you're picking like second or third, imagine what a difference maker that is for you as opposed to a team that purposely loses as many games as possible. I like that. I I I I've always been a proponent of eliminating the like the Chicago Blackhawks did last year, like the San Jose Sharks are doing this year, mm-hmm. where they're so bad and they've embraced being bad. Mm-hmm. Don't reward that. In I don't think those two teams though, like in that in that example, are trying to tank. I just think they're bad. Well, they but they gave all their players away. You're rebuilding for yeah, something. Yeah, but, but y- y- you haven't even tried. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know that I believe that. Like, like, like I, 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 th- I, think, I, listen, I think the Blackhawks this year you, have tried. You want to talk about a team that tanked that Chicago a year ago? Yeah, well, that's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Like, you want to talk about a team that that tried to be as bad as possible by by virtue of making trades so that they could have the best opportunity to get. Yeah, they Connor gave everything Bedard? away. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's different this year, but I get your point. To me, you need to incentivize a team in a different way than a draft lottery. Well, like, it, like how how long are the Ducks going to be, be picking in the top five? Like, it seems like it's an eternity. Like the Oilers. Couple of years. How many years did they have the number one pick in a row? Hey, come on. That's context, Chapman. Uh, context, yeah, context. I mean, they fully it's, deserve it's, Connor it's, McDavid. It's not and Leon Vegas's Dreisaitl fault that you drafted your Iceland. Not what's his name? Uh, uh, Neil Yakupov. Neil Yakupov. You going? Right. You going there with? Hey, I'm just saying. I, I almost Hall, said the wrong name, but Neil Yakupov. Yeah, Connor McDavid. I mean, Leon at some Dreisaitl, point, you were, you had to get it right. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I can go on and on and on and on. Yeah. Okay. I mean, my Devils are in that boat, too. They stunk for so long. They were picking first or second for like three or four straight years. I don't care what anybody says. I want this in the National Hockey League. I know it's never going to get here. I know it's not going to happen. It would do away with the thing I hate the most about the playoff format, and that is the crossing of divisions in the wild card spot. Like, I I cannot stand. If you want divisional playoff matchups, make them divisional. Like, I I can't. I, I, I I can't do it anymore. That being said... This is phenomenal. I love it. It's amazing. And I, I cannot wait to see how it all transpires for the PWHL. Like, it's phenomenal. Thinking outside the box. Great stuff. And I, I love their their desire to do something fun. I think that that's absent a lot of times in professional sports. We're back with more on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wrapping up our number one of the VGK Insider Show. Boy, that was fun. PWHL. You're doing it right telling you right now you're doing it right i would love to see a day come in the national hockey league where a team gets to select their first round opponent in the postseason i live for that the chaos the drama be amazing hour number two we're going to get into our game ratings take a look at vgk versus boston for tomorrow 
what Vegas will have to do. Hint, it'll look pretty similar to what they did last night against Toronto. We'll also get into one-timers. we got a lot of one-timers. News and notes from around the National Hockey League. That's coming up next on the VGK Insider Show.